This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Taylor Ryan. Morning. Hello. Morning. Good morning, curious fuckers. Even normally, though you're listening to this in the in the evening. We don't normally do a morning podcast, right? I feel like I haven't even had my morning shit yet. Like I need my, <laughs> my routine. What's happened? I know, I know. And for those of you who don't know, I am Florence. And I am Reed. I feel like does anyone else hear that my voice is still a bit weird from being ill? Like I feel yeah. like it's just down, like it's, it's like slightly deeper than usual. Down and like when I was doing that intro, I was like, this sounds just like slightly deeper. Yeah, but that's sexy, right? We like sexy ill voices. <laughs> it's like that episode in Friends. With yeah, Phoebe. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's true, but like you feel really unsexy with that voice, but yeah, oh my God, it was, like, it was hilarious when I was actually ill because my voice literally, I was a different person. Yeah. It was very funny. I've been hearing so many people getting ill. My best mate, she literally lost her voice. She's never lost her voice before. Yeah. Oh my God. So many people have been losing their voices. Yeah. It's not a COVID thing, is it? No, it's like a voice thing. <laughs> We've got that running rife in the UK, just infecting <laughs> everyone. And everyone's like, it's COVID. It's like, no, no, no. Remember that other illnesses and diseases and yeah. shit out there that we can get like yeah. we forget from socializing with people like we've yeah. been doing again Plus, this is like kind of the around the time you get um what's it called when it's like university cold when everyone goes back oh. to school and uni and shit and everyone mm-hmm. just gets super sick oh yeah of course fresh as flu yeah 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 fresh yeah. as flu fresh as flu yeah although Great. we can't really pass off as freshers anymore look at us <laughs> <laughs> we're old <laughs> like oh, maybe fresh as 10 years ago i think literally yeah. i was doing fresh as 10 years ago wow first year of uni wow That's do you nice. have any sex updates for the curious fuckers today I, uh, yes, yes and no, maybe it's really difficult to say. Um, <laughs> you go so weird. <laughs> you are so weird. Every time you talk about sex with Sam, you're just like, you turn into like a little girl. Yeah, I'm literally, I've turned into a girl. It's so frustrating. Like I was trying to have a conversation with him last night and I was like, there's something I want to tell you, but like, uh, you know, I'm going to, I just need to like figure it out first. And like, uh, oh my God, you know. what was it? Uh, we can you not say? Are we not allowed to know? It's really hard to talk about. But also, I'm enjoying this feeling. I'm enjoying this, like, like overstimulated, cringy, like, I can't handle my own feelings kind of feeling. It's, like, really exciting. Um, yeah, it's cute. And, yeah, I do turn into a fucking mush. Like, I'm just like, ooh. Um, absolute mush. It's fine. He does the same. So, like, uh, it's even. It's even. I'm sweating now thinking it's about it. It's funny because like, I don't think we've actually ever met. Like, we've never seen you on the podcast like this this before like, i know turn into we're not this rip. way with thomas <laughs> i was at the beginning bless yeah yeah the things change the day, man. The things they change. really do yeah they really um, fucking do. I'm, I'm yeah yeah shit's gonna go down next month when um sam and thomas meet that's whew, that's gonna wait be what moment. they're meeting uh, we're, we're, it's all a party it's a big party that we're all invited to so <gasps> Oh, but you've met Thomas's girlfriend, so it's only fair that Thomas meets your boyfriend. Well, exactly. <clears throat> oh, oh, uh, uh. 
I can't help it. Every time Spoiler I describe alert. him, I call him the boyfriend. Oh my god, I need to stop. I'm so uh, sorry. Well, you're right. I like I shouldn't really talk about this now, but it should be fine because I think this episode will come out after I have a chance to chat to him because I'm waiting <laughs> for tomorrow to have a, a, a conversation with my therapist to really like figure out what yes. the fuck is going down with my mind because clearly I'm having some kind of weird. Uh, mental health commitment issue problem with the term boyfriend and girlfriend and basically Mm. I came to the realization with you actually like hanging out and filming with you yesterday and you were like well you basically are boyfriend and girlfriend like would you want that kind of thing and I was like we basically are like why am I denying him that when it means so much to him Mm. um, that label if he wants that I mean I'm, I'm assuming here we've had like a conversation a couple of weeks ago and he asked me to be his girlfriend and I was unsure and I was freaking out. So yeah, like I came to that conclusion this week where I was like, you know what? Like, well, fuck a duck. Like this, it just sounds like this is good. I mean, I'm not planning to like, stop making that face to me, Florence, please. I'm trying so hard to be cool about this. (laughs) And I'm not being fucking cool. I'm not doing anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm curious fuckers listening to you on your podcast. I'm not doing making faces. So. <laughs> I can't handle this. Um, so yeah, gonna have a conversation with him and see what his thoughts are around like the whole label things because like I'm gonna struggle with it. I know, but I mean, the conversation doesn't have to mean you come out of the conversation with a label. Like you're just having a conversation about labels, you know? Yes, exactly. And I really want to talk to my therapist and figure out why why it is that I, I don't want to yeah. call. like you know is it something that he's doing is it something that I'm doing is it past trauma I mean I've already mm. had these conversations but like what is really stopping me what is the reason for me when I was in my last relationship it got to a point where I was just like I felt so awkward not being able to call him my boyfriend mm. and then but still I kind of knew like how he felt about it because he's kind he was kind of in your situation mm-hmm. basically and but then one day I heard him on the phone and he called me his girlfriend. I was like, well, this isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> so why can't I say that? But you can. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. so frustrating. And it's it's a fucking minefield because, you know what, I might I might not want something now or want something now and then change my fucking thoughts and feelings later. Okay. And it's just like, fuck. What do the curious fuckers think yeah. about this situation? Should I make Sam my boyfriend? <laughs> Should Reed have a boyfriend? Email in with your child. <laughs> I fucking Email us in at fksgiven at comecurious.co.uk oh, on whether Reed should boyfriend up her. If, if Reed should be wifed up. <laughs> yeah, am I, am I, is this it? I'm, I'm getting locked down. Ball and chain, like this is it. My life is over. Yes, like, you make the decision. No, um, I'm cringing out as well. Fuckers decide because he's also he's also he also listens to every podcast episode. Too, so <laughs> this Fuck. is quite difficult. Like I know he's going to listen to this. That's um, actually really awkward when you have a sex podcast and you know the person that you are with is listening. Yeah. It, well, it isn't. It isn't because like it's one of those where these are both things that we're both going to have to figure out, and he's yes. going to have to listen and be well figure out if he's okay with it and then relay that back to me and then we sort of figure out what's going on from there like it's all about communication Mm -hmm. we were having conversations this morning about my sex work and how how that works and how he feels about that and how I feel Mm -hmm. and and fuck me he just he's just been a fucking legend like this is how it should go that his responses are perfect even if he's unsure it's just so healthy it's just so good um How did Sam feel about last week's episode? <laughs> <laughs> I literally can't. 
Um, so when he was listening to it, we were, we were, blah, blah, blah. We were, <laughs> you can't even talk. You can't uh, even talk. I can't. I, I literally, I'm, dead, I'm, I'm like, I cannot deal with this right now. I am sweating. My cheeks are bright red. Okay, right. Oh <clears> my <throat> gosh. He he loved it for sure. He was like, I couldn't stop grinning. Um, there were a few reservations that when I listened to it that I had, I felt like I was trying so hard not to big, big him up too much and not to be like, he's amazing and blah, blah, blah. So I think I remember trying. Think you did do that though. Did I? Uh, I, when I was listening it back, I was like, there was a few things that I said that like, I felt, and I don't know whether it's because maybe I've had a mental health dip and I was, I messaged him, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I feel like some of the things I said in that podcast are really insensitive. And he was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, okay, I yeah, right, fine. Um, also, I need to figure out if he's okay with me talking about him this fucking much because I don't know who listens to the podcast, like his friends, family. I don't know whether, you know what? That's a conversation for um, when I see him this weekend. Let's yeah, that's definitely a conversation. I mean, you've had lots of conversations about yeah, like we talk being about able it. to talk about him. And if he hasn't said anything to you, I'm well, it's good to talk about it anyway, but if he hasn't said anything, then I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, that's on him. I'm I'm just so fucking scared and worried because after Thomas and my relationship and realizing that a lot of stuff that he wasn't okay with, he only realized until after his relationship and with another person. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like I'm sitting in this trauma of like, fuck, what if I'm hurting him and he doesn't even fucking know? You know, yeah. I'm just like, Ugh. we're actually just fucked. You and you and I, like, we're, we're just fucked. fucked. Like, relationships are fucked because we're just. This is hard for people. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. hard for people. Um, but that's this is the life we chose, um, and I feel like we can find people that are going to be okay with it. You know, like they're they It's it's not like relationships are fucking complicated and mm. difficult. I put it on my field profile now, like yes. in my bio, yes. and I made a hinge last night, um, and I put it in my bio as a non-negotiable. Like you have to be okay with being spoken about. Yeah, on the podcast. that's so good. How how is the dating online dating move going? What's been going on there? I've been chatting to I've been chatting to a few people. I haven't met up with anyone yet. Um, kind of scheduling in things. God, dating's so fucking slow. Yeah, like yeah. I mm-hmm. actually just hate it so much. But I'm just being so horny this week as well, so it's just very frustrating because I'm yeah, like, you're ready. Just want to get a fucking laid now. Mm-hmm. Like I just really I need to wipe the slate clean. Like the last dick that was inside me was still my ex, and like no, I'm I'm still no, in like okay. a place where it's really weird because I feel really ready to sleep with someone else. Like mm-hmm. I really do want to do that, but I'm still like I'm this week I've been missing my ex so much. Like yeah. I, like last night I was just like because I've we've made this like silence packed thing where I'm not allowed to talk to him. And I was just like, I miss him so much. Like I want to talk to him so much that I just like, I recorded a voice memo on my phone of like me just talking to him. And I ended up just like crying loads, like by myself, like talking to like nobody. (laughs) Yeah, but that's such a good therapy technique. The fact that Mm. you're, all of this stuff you could have said to him and made the situation so much more complicated and difficult for you both. And talking, like doing a voice note like you were talking to him is, it it will get all of that shit off your chest like you've mentally spoken to them about it. Yeah. Um, That's so, so valuable and so good to do. It's like, you know, when people say, write this person a letter and don't send it, you know, and that can be so 
incredible because it brings out all these emotions and thoughts and feelings you never even thought you really had right right I I think it is a really really useful thing to do and Mm -hmm. I was I was trying to step away from the voice memos to him because I was like oh this is me just like not letting go but I think when I'm in a place where I'm like I just really want to talk to him Mm -hmm. it's a really good way of doing it without talking to him because I just I know that if I'm I know that if I message him I'm not gonna like get something that I'm gonna be happy with mm-hmm. I'm and it's only gonna make things harder for both of us and it, that hurts even more as well it's just yeah. it's just a fucking sh- shit situation but I just need to get laid I just need to get laid now yes you do and not deal with the admin of dating because it's so long and also like the hype and being like yeah I'm gonna go on a date and then maybe it doesn't happen or like the disappointment when it does happen yeah. and they're not mm-hmm. who they say they are just <sighs> yeah Mm, I almost feel like dating is shit and you just kind of have to run through people as quickly as possible to get used to it because it's so fucking Mm -hmm. alien to us meeting strangers especially if you are yeah slightly (laughs) introverted then it's going to be so tough it's one of those where you kind of have to book in my recommendation is book in three dates don't Mm. like put all your place your bets on all one date because you really like this one person because that's when nah like failure can happen you know you're don't see it as even like a, I'm I'm interviewing people to be the next part of my life you know it's like <laughs> I, I don't no, know it's a weird one as well because I think I do want just I want to I want a roster of a couple of people that are like fuck buddies you know so like if I'm lonely in the night and like I can just actually just be like oh hey are you free for a shag or are you free for a shag and like I'll just have someone on call because at the moment I don't have anyone in my life that I can fuck I don't like that. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not right, man. You're pissing me <laughs> off. Right. It's not right. It's not right. But, you know, like, I want these people to be around for, you know, I, I am looking for a relationship. Like, I do want to settle down. Not settle down. Mm-hmm. Never settling down. But I want to, you know, I want to be in a relationship with someone that I can grow and, like, someone that's my life partner, you know? Mm-hmm. I am looking for that. Someone you can talk about on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> someone that is, okay that is with comfortable it. with me talking about them on the yeah, podcast for sake uh, yeah. so uh, if anybody is comfortable with them being talked about on the podcast because my fucking Florence <laughs> please email in at fks yeah, if you want to be my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> this is it it's like the boyfriend showdown I literally love oh my god it's so funny um, imagine if I find my next boyfriend from doing this shout out on the podcast in my Oh my god, that would actually be the dream, right? Wouldn't They've it? already they already know you. They've already listened yeah. to everything. Like my my ex knew me from Come Curious, and that's how I met him. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, it's it's kind of weird though when somebody doesn't say that off the bat, and they're like, "Yeah, so I've been following you for a while." Oh, I yeah, do he did, feel he like he said it straight know, away though, because he yeah, slid into my DMs with a compliment about my work. That's smart. <laughs> I was definitely I was kind of like semi dating somebody. Um, uh, online dating them really over mm. lockdown and they were like yeah so I've been following you now for like four months and I was like I did feel a bit odd about it because I felt oh. like they're they're gonna have this preconception of like who I am through through my Instagram through come curious because as much as come curious we are as authentic as possible it's still a brand it's still um, it's still an idea of how we want to be perceived it's still what we're yeah, pushing out it's not there, you know like fully us all the activism and stuff and that's mm. been quite tricky because I think a lot of people think that they know us through our social media and what we do but really they can't you know because it's not 
it's not our actual little do you us. know we're so much better in real yeah. life exactly <laughs> i go to church every sunday i, I help <laughs> i help the homeless oh, actually no, that's actually really sad i wish i fucking i do something but, i don't know fuck <laughs> what was that laugh like? I don't know. That <laughs> fake laugh. <laughs> okay, I, I've been told that was not funny. <laughs> okay, well, shall we get on to inviting our guest onto the show? Yes. We're going to be talking about everything OnlyFans. Taylor Ryan has been an OnlyFans creator for four years. So we're about to get all the fucking tips, mate. <laughs> Juicy. Can't wait because OnlyFans has been on a roller coaster ride this yes. past couple of months. So it'll be really Ooh. interesting to talk to another creator. Yeah. Let's get her on. That's hot. <laughs> Taylor, welcome. How are you? I'm very good. How are you guys? Welcome, yeah, baby. Good. It's so good to see you again. We we were working for the same company not so long ago. We were, yeah, yeah. Been been and gone, moving yeah, on, done. keep on going forward. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a long time. I'm so excited. On to greener pastures. But yeah, thank you definitely. so much for coming on the pod. We've got you on to talk all about OnlyFans. Yes, my specialty. I was gonna say you are an expert on OnlyFans. So well, I'm really, really excited. <laughs> I feel like an imposter when you say that. Uh, oh, no, no, that's imposter not, syndrome. Get yeah, rid. Get rid of the imposter syndrome. You are an expert. Mm-hmm. I need to, I need to. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been on OnlyFans for um, almost four years, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. Um, yeah, it's it's been a journey. It's been a journey. No one knew what the fuck OnlyFans was when I first started. And it's crazy for me to hear people be like, oh, I started like 18 months ago or I started six months ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, like there's so many opportunities if you start like then. And I'm just like, it's just it's such a different journey now. But um, it's interesting. It's really interesting to hear how people have kind of built up their platforms from it being a known platform to when obviously I was doing it and it wasn't. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's Florence and I. We both got our OnlyFans during lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. And we were originally with a different subscription site, but then moved over to OnlyFans just because the platform itself is just so user-friendly and it's just, it's insane. It is literally like being on Twitter, but for your own content, it's so smart. Everyone knows about it as well. I think mm-hmm. that's why it's been such a great platform for people because, you know, it's been in songs. Is it didn't Beyonce sing about it or something? <laughs> yes. She's yeah, like, she you know, did. everyone everyone knows about OnlyFans. The celebs get it, like everyone. I mean, that's been, I guess, a recent update as well. I'd actually be interested to know what you think about all the celebs on OnlyFans. I, I'm not I'm obviously not against it. I think any person that feels liberated and anyone that's confident enough, and when I say confident enough, I don't mean like, oh, you've got to have a certain body or you've got to have a certain look. It's just, if you feel within yourself that you want to go on this platform and you want to make money from mm. selling nudes or selling underwear pictures or selling porn, fucking absolutely go for it. I love that. Um, but what I don't agree with is um, celebrities coming on and them promising a lot. Like they're, they're promising um, you're going to get this, you're going to get that uh, Bella Thorne, for example, where mm. she sold that picture and it was like $200 for the picture. Um, and she she missold. Like she said, that, oh, this is this is a naked picture. I'm not quoting word for word, but it wasn't. It was, it was a bikini picture. Or it was an underwear picture. And so many people um, 
they that they were so angry about that i would have been Mm. fuming about that and that really tinted a lot of the industry not a lot but enough for OnlyFans to bring in a um it was like a cap like you couldn't you couldn't yeah. sell your content for more than a certain yeah. amount a hundred now a hundred dollars yeah for a pay-per-view video which or is content. actually so fucked and that's all because a celebrity decided to take advantage and exploit the industry to what make a million okay congratulations but you've just fucked over all the people mm. that actually use this and, yeah. and actually do that for their job i think a lot of people do that and i'm not bad mouthing sex workers but i get so frustrated when i hear sex workers talk about clients and talk about subscribers as as literally just like money me you know oh, they're not real people and they, they feel like they can treat them like shit when i used to go to the foot parties where i would be so excited and literally and you know treat everyone with respect because they're there to worship my feet and you'd get people being like oh it's disgusting like i never do this so i'm just here for the money i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you like don't like firstly that's a really poor mentality to have and to keep and that must be really badly negatively affecting yourself but also you're treating these people like they're not people and that's mm. very dangerous like people are like people who are subscribed to you i know it's hard anyway because they are you know they're just a username they're just like some sort of series of numbers or um they might talk to you like they don't know how to talk to you and it might come across rude or it might even be rude but it doesn't mean to say that you can be shitty to them and not have the right product or service and treat them like they're garbage like that's fucked up and i feel like we can get away with it as well because I'm the sex worker and I've I've got this amazing account and you need to pander to me and pay for me mm. and that I think that's so messed up like treat these people with respect they are literally paying your bills like don't piss them off they are human they are real people fuck it's so fucking like hypocritical it's like us sex workers get dehumanized all the time yet we do the same to the people who pay for us like it's yeah. fucked no it's like, really I interesting. completely agree with you like so sx is is the the company that i have and some of the lessons that i teach in the course are about customer service yeah. and when people look at that and they think what customer service but you're a, you're a sex creator like what are you what are you what are you doing <laughs> yeah. it's like it's, it's a business like you're running a business and you're selling a product okay mm-hmm. the product are, is, is your nudes and it's your videos but that is a product and the people that are buying it are fucking customers so you need to talk to them with respect if someone's rude to you you don't be rude back you you sort the situation you utilize all of the resources that you have about customer yeah. service and you treat them well because that will escalate if yeah. you piss Other off the subscriber it will escalate how what is your retention how are you how are you supposed to be successful if every time someone says something that you don't like such as that price is too high or um i'm not enjoying your content they're allowed to have that opinion but you just have to deal with that in a way that is going to be beneficial to you and it's also not going to piss them off because at the end of the day the important thing here is that you run a successful business and keep them on yeah um i've I've felt exactly the same i think i've had a couple of negative comments before earlier this year when i wasn't pushing myself out there when my mental health was bad and i really didn't want to do OnlyFans. i didn't want to fucking do anything no one did Um, and i had a few negative comments that were like the content you put up on OnlyFans is just the same as you put up on instagram which was a fair fucking point and i got i got butthurt and offended and i was like blah 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 fuck this fuck that but no i actually like i stopped myself took a deep breath took a couple of days before replying and then put up a post that was like 
right, I understand that my OnlyFans has slipped. What kind of content would you like seeing? And mm-hmm. I asked my subscribers and the response I got was so nice. Of course, everything was like, boy, girl, spaff on her face. But that kind of customers, like it just, it, it kind of like clocked me into gear of being like, okay, I need to stop feeling this way and I can make this into a good thing I have slipped I'm gonna recognize that and now I'm gonna yeah. really push myself and do more and I since then my fucking OnlyFans has been popping and yeah. I'm so grateful to those people that were honest with me and mm-hmm. made that change mm-hmm. yeah for sure consumer research is so important yeah. oh yeah so oh, yeah, just maybe. to backtrack a little bit as well like Taylor how did you get into doing OnlyFans especially like four years ago when no one knew about it yeah okay well (laughs) where do I begin um (laughs) so I was 19 years old I was living in Bristol um and I was doing a calendar competition and one of the girls that I'd met um she was doing OnlyFans but she was just kind of she'd only just found the platform and then we were just kind of talking about like um whether we wanted to get into glamour modeling and whether we wanted to do this more full-time or whatever else and the conversation just kind of led on and she was like well I've just found this new platform um and then she just explained it to me and whatnot and then I was like that's interesting um but at the time I had a boyfriend and I also was training my physical I don't know what, what not don't know what I'm trying to say here. I was training to get into the army, basically. Um, so oh, I was amazing. What the fuck? I, I, yeah, it's very fucking different. <laughs> very different. <laughs> so I was like, I was training to get my physical standard up to where they needed it to be for me to be able to join. And um, my boyfriend wasn't like keen on me like doing OnlyFans. He wasn't keen on uh, the glamour modeling side of things. So that kind of was like um, carving my path. And then it came to a point where I was like, you know what, this isn't how I want to live. We broke up and I found myself, instead of training, instead of going out for runs, instead of doing all of these physical things that I needed to do to be in the army, I found myself wanting to create content and I found myself wanting to work on my social medias. Um, And that that was kind of the point for me where I was like, you know what, I have always wanted to be in the army. I've always wanted to be a dog handler. That has always been something I wanted to do. But Mm. this, this modeling and glamour and being naked and being empowered just by myself, not, not by anything other than the fact that I was choosing what I wanted to do. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And obviously the army wouldn't let me do it. Wouldn't let me do both if I was going in full time. So that was like, I had to make a decision. I was like, you know what? I'm spending my time doing this. So obviously I fucking like it more. Wow. That's so so interesting. It's crazy. I love the way that you said, you know, your, your ex, he carved your path. And I do feel like that can happen so much from other people, not just partners, but also friends, family members, when all you really want to do is just be the person that you want to be. And they should be supportive. It's not yeah. like you should be pandering to what they want you to be. Yeah, completely. You need to cut them motherfuckers out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad so it's helped me. It's helped me now because I'm in a place where I <laughs> I would not ever, ever let any single person be like, oh, I, I can't be with you if, if you're going to continue doing that. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't be with me? Like, 
I don't even have your number saved. Like, go away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had um, my my ex that I was with for four and a half years. I was camming like up until the point where we got together, mm-hmm. and I was kind of getting to a point where I didn't really want to do it anymore anyway. But he basically was just like, "Yeah, I'm not comfortable with you doing it." He but was because, but because I like because he said that that was, and I because of the place I was in, I was like, "Well, I kind of want to get out of it anyway." I didn't really think too much about it mm-hmm. when when he said that. And I was like, oh, I, guess, I guess I understand it. Um, but like, I it really, like throughout the relationship, it then, that kind of thought, like kind of affected how he thought about like, come curious and what we do in general. And like, I really like, I guess should have listened to that in a sort of deeper way back then because it was just highlighting what was going to happen in the future of the relationship yeah. really it's like semi semi red flag right a little, little tiny red flag yeah. that's so hard to see at the time because you always think it's going to be different do mm-hmm. you think if you were still with him you'd be able to do any fans no no absolutely not mm. absolutely he would not be okay with that there was um there was at one point um I think at one point in our relationship where I was really struggling for money and I was like, I think like, you know, I might start camming again. And I I think I asked him about it and he was like, yeah, I'm not comfortable with you doing that. Mm-hmm. And I like almost started doing it behind his back. But then yeah. like one part of me was just like, I can't do this. Mm. No, no, the big part of you was like, I can't do this because you didn't do it. Like, you can't downplay do that. No. The big part of me was like, yeah, I can't do this behind part. his back. <laughs> For sure. But it's a really interesting thing, like I think, and a lot of, it's a big question that people ask for people that do sex work like oh how is your partner okay with this like ha- like what does your partner think about you doing this have you oh. ever like come across um that question <laughs> can you tell about my facial expression yeah <laughs> fucking time <laughs> oh my god it is it is single-handedly my most annoyed like I, I get so <laughs> fucking angry other than that one and oh how much do you earn oh my uh-huh. god are you actually taking the piss it's like why are you asking me that like all you're doing is you're not normalizing the industry and you're not normalizing the job my whole being my whole point that i find now on this earth is to normalize sex creation and just no one needs to ask that like if i was a bloody school teacher would you say to me is your is your boyfriend okay with that it's like no it's the only job people are like really asking that question for yeah because even like in the military like my my partner's in the military and no one says to me oh are you are you okay with him being in the military he's away for three months at a fucking time i've just found out that he's not here for my birthday no one says are you okay are you okay with that no one asks that yeah like like, oh you know he's he's doing good for the country you'll just have to deal and suffer with that yeah deal with that oh it's it's such a shit shit question yeah most of the time i think the people that we do end up with you know they're like they are totally okay with it if they are confident within themselves Mm -hmm. they're okay with it I remember like my ex was just like he was just like it's so like when I told like spoke about it with him he'd be like it's so cool he was like I I admire you so much for like what you do you don't just want someone to be like yeah I'm cool you want someone to actually actively appreciate and like support what you do and be like yeah "Yeah, my girl does this and to be able to because there are always going to be people with like misconceptions and 
and have the wrong idea about what people who do OnlyFans do, sex workers do. And so Mm -hmm. that can be really hard if they are getting those kind of questions when you're not there to defend yourself, when they have to figure out how to defend themselves. And if like, you know, if their friends, family, whoever are asking those questions and that can put them in a really difficult situation. But if they feel confident enough to defend you, to talk about it, to try and figure out why they have those opinions, you cannot ask for anything better. I, I've, I've learned now that if someone someone asks something funny, then try and figure out, instead of actually giving them an answer, being like, so what? Where's that? where's that opinion come from? Why are you asking me that like is that somebody that's like come up with something weird or like who has brainwashed you to make you believe that that opinion's like the right one that's that's okay that's so interesting you say that because my my partner he was um asked by his friends what i do um and for like a little while at the beginning of the relationship he was like I'm not going to tell people what you do um, because of the mm. job that I'm in and the people that I'm around. And part of me, would, like, at the beginning, I was like, yeah, I understand that. I get it. He's, he's mm-hmm. in, like, a room full of lads all the time and they're very, like, boisterous, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, actually, it came, like, a couple months later and I really thought about it. Bear in mind, mm-hmm. I've been doing this for four years and this is the first time that I'd, like, had this this thought. I'd been going through therapy and it made me realise these things. Mm-hmm. And he ended up telling them but the way that he told them um he justified it by money and he was like yeah she was like yeah but she earns a lot and Mm -hmm. when we had this conversation we had a two-hour conversation in the car we were driving from london to devon and then that's when i realized i was like you know what (laughs) i'm not okay with that i I don't i don't like the fact that you're justifying my my worth and my work and the job that i do and the work that i put into it and the effort that goes into everything i do based on how much I earn because if I earn 200 pounds in that week mm-hmm. then what yeah is it, and it's so it, twisted. is it okay it's so twisted because so many people do a job that they fucking hate just mm. for the money and yet right. it's like and and yet we're the ones that like oh we have to be doing it for the money it's like no we could actually just do it because we love it because we want to because this is yeah. where we prosper and this is what we know it's it's one of the questions that always comes up about sex work whether it's um like in a strip club mm-hmm. you're an escort online stuff webcamming people always ask about the money my yeah. like good friends that to ask me about doing only fans ask me about the money like it's like oh how like are you still earning that much from only fans or like how's the yeah. only fans stuff going it's so normalized like, how much are you earning now and it's like it's it's frustrating because you also want to tell them because it's great and you're excited about what you're doing and you're excited about the money coming in and then you nobody else would ask anyone else in any other profession how much they fucking earn like people do not talk about money not even like your colleagues that you know you won't even ask them how much they earn so why is it okay to ask a sex worker why is it like the whole justification thing yeah the justification oh but the money right the money it's like yeah fucking damn right the fucking money like this is how much we're worth and I'm loving what I do yeah I know but this is this is the thing it it doesn't make any sense to me because what if I do say to them what if I say oh I, I do only own a hundred pounds then like what happens then yeah. is it like the job mm. that I do isn't acceptable why do you have to like justify what I do based on how much I, I just don't get it it's yeah. just it's so it's so 
stupid. And if, yeah. it's, if it's not because you're earning loads of money, it's because you're obviously there because you're being trafficked and you're doing it for the wrong reasons. For like getting made to do so it, it's, yeah. You know, you can't fucking win. You can't just be doing a job that you like. It's either because you get so much money, or you know, you needed yeah. to buy drugs. Like it's I just, chose this industry mm. instead of the fucking army for fuck's sake. Like yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be something in it, surely. Yeah. Well, I, guess, I guess we need to change, like, we need to change the conversation around mm-hmm. sex work because it's always been about money. And I think people, it's just totally normalized, which is yeah. why, like, our friends, partners are still using that to justify it. Like, when I was talking to my, well, my, my dad found out about me doing OnlyFans and he was just like, think about your future prospects. Like, these <laughs> images could be resurfaced. So I was like, what? do you think I'm doing for my career? Like, I yeah. don't understand. It's like, um, that is part of what, you know, we are not stupid. We understand that, yes, things we can are, slip yeah. out. Things can leak. I could literally have a video of my fingering myself, like, on the Daily Star next week, you know? That, <laughs> I that hope they'll resurface. I know. I mean, that's fucking free advertising for my OnlyFans. Go for it, guys. Yeah, like, Jesus. Go. As long as you say nice yeah. shit on the forum, like, fucking go for yeah, it. Yeah, okay? I've literally got, like, a Reddit thread that's, like, my leaked stuff from my OnlyFans. I'm like, all right, Okay, someone's doing yeah. my marketing and advertising for yeah, me you're there. Like, Great, okay, thank cool. you very much. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, he's he he basically only stopped kind of like having a go at me about it until I was like, this is how much I earn, and then he sort of shut up. Yeah, and I was just like, but why That's is that why? like that so the thing? And oh, he got it was so funny. He called me up like after you know the after the big like OnlyFans storm, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I heard about what's happening with OnlyFans." He's obviously just over there thinking, "Finally, she's not <laughs> yes. do it anymore." And I was like, "Well, Dad, I don't do sexually explicit content anyway on my OnlyFans, so I was gonna say." Yeah, yeah. I said I said Actually, the exact sauce. I said the same to my mum. I was like, "Yeah, I'll probably just keep my OnlyFans and then you know do sexually explicit content elsewhere." Because my mum yeah. was like, oh, "But you know, you're thinking about getting a mortgage, and what about the mo- what if?" If you fault on your mortgage payments should you really think about getting a, a house that's a lot less and I was like absolutely not I kind of want to oh. get something more now like yeah I mean, my, my mum's a legend she is she is very supportive very fucking supportive like, I think it's been a rocky road for her but she's she's like really cool about it and she does really open yeah. up more about it but I think she's still coming from a side of not understanding fully and only only really going on by what other people tell her which is normal we all fucking do that instead of actually coming to me and asking me first mm. um you know instead of having those uh like hearing something on the news and be like well aren't you screwed because that's what they're saying on the news rather than being like how are you going to deal with this yeah um, and i think that takes time completely i don't i don't even i don't disagree with people not understanding the sex industry mm-hmm. I don't disagree with people necessarily for lack of a better word being against OnlyFans because how are they supposed to know if all they read are the things on the um, on the internet and in the news yeah. where it's like mm-hmm. sex trafficking and child pornography and yeah. like that's all they're seeing yeah. But, it, yeah. but like this is this is again this is what SX this is what we're for this is exactly what my company is it's to teach people from the inside out because mm-hmm. how are we able to expect people to respect accept and understand the industry if the creators that are in the industry don't understand it themselves and don't know what it means to be a creator <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Essex as well and like how that started and how, what it is and how you created it and why. Yeah. Um, so obviously 
when I was saying earlier that when I started like almost four years ago there was no help there was absolutely no guidance like it literally was going in blind like Mm -hmm. you had to like figure out the platforms but like that's just one part of it figuring out a platform is cool because you can do that in your own time you can Mm -hmm. you can figure out the little features a little bits about it but it was the actual pricing and how you talk about it and again like you said how you defend yourself Mm -hmm. that's the bit that was a massive struggle um the hate that was a massive struggle and then oh my god what's the point literally what's the fucking point um and then just like how you actually make money how you actually run a business there was none of that and because it wasn't seen that way um i found a massive problem with it so i used to do one-on-one mentoring so if someone went through my referral link um i would help them like just one-on-one personally in their dms if they had a question i'd answer it um and it got to the point where quite a few people were using my referral link and I was helping them I couldn't keep up um with the amount of people that needed that type of help so then it kind of it it was like a light bulb moment I was like why am I doing this one-on-one when I can create an actual course that is accessible to everyone this way I can do every lesson every little thing every secret every trade secret that i know about only fans i can put it into mm-hmm. one place and anyone that wants to go into the industry anyone that's currently in the industry or people that just want to kind of educate themselves they can buy this course and they can they can have all the information that i didn't have so yeah. that's where sx stemmed from but like i was saying earlier it, it is it is a case of Uh, teaching creators how to be creators um, and teaching them the business side of things how to be an entrepreneur and then once we've got that once they've got that in their head Mm. they can have the confidence to either make an account or talk confidently about OnlyFans there's a big kind of like myth and stereotype I think about OnlyFans where it's quite like it's like a quick cash kind of scheme like you can just sort of jump on OnlyFans make loads of money and then like skip off yeah but it's not like that because it is making your own business it's building your own clientele like keeping the customers there as well and it doesn't even matter if you have if you are the most attractive person this is an inverted quotation comments whatever it's called um a most attractive you have the best product you're putting out the filthiest nastiest content that people want to buy none of that matters if you don't know how to market yourself and put your only fans out there for the masses to see you don't know how to put it on forums tweet about it figure out how to put it on instagram like and that can be that's the most time consuming thing it's not just about the shoots and planning the the video shots and and you know creating customs for people it's literally trying to get your name out there which I think why Florence and I have have had it a little bit easier and I wouldn't say easier it's a it's a tricky tricky term to we haven't had it easier we have built a whole platform a YouTube channel um, a podcast on sex and Mm. therefore we talk about it we're allowed to talk about OnlyFans on those platforms and that has been most of our marketing we already have social media that's in that For you've done the job you've done the we've work we've done the work we've been <laughs> working the work. Put in the leg almost work seven years now we've put the work in since we started <laughs> come curious for fuck's sake um but for people who don't have that who are trying to hide that they you know they have another job and they can't be that open about it you know they have to literally start from scratch and that's so hard and so disheartening and putting all that time and effort in making a new twitter trying to like tag people in your foot shots because you just want to be noticed like that's hard mm-hmm. fucking work and it, it takes is. time 
time. It does. It takes a lot of time. Like I literally, when I first started OnlyFans, I had a thousand followers, maybe not even a thousand followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And like I'm on, I think it's like 27,000 at the moment. So I'm still building like that. That's taken like four years to build that. And that's, that's not that many in the grand scheme of things. And with how like easily people are building their accounts nowadays with their niches and um, Mm -hmm. with their marketing, whatever else, it is hard to build an account. But people need to understand that this course is being made by someone who started exactly where they currently are. Um, And, and if I can do that, they can do that too. Yeah. So it just, it's, yeah. yeah. It, it can be so disheartening when you're, you're we're, we're like that with everything anyway. It's social media, it's this idea of inadequacy. You're seeing somebody who's in the same sort of arena industry as you and you're like, wow, but they've got so many followers and they seem so successful. I'll never get there. And then that makes you feel shit. I mean, they also had to start at your point too Mm. and they had to build that and they've put time and work and effort into it instead of comparing yourself to somebody that has you know been doing it a lot longer than you then try and think about what you are doing at that moment and the fact that you have made a start you know that's that's a big fucking move to make it is a big deal even just creating an OnlyFans account that is scary for people bear in mind it's an anonymous account at that point if you don't change your name on it don't add your banking details don't verify it with your age no one's going to find that account. But someone just holding that account and just having it on their computer is a big step and scary. So why not go to the people that have the experience and gain the knowledge from them instead of comparing yourself to them? Because at the end of the day, you're discrediting the work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These people are their marketers. They are their producers. They are their makeup artists. They're their lighting. They're their set producers. Everything. Like they literally do every single part of their business if you want to be a part of that and you want to be successful, bitch, get, educate yourself. Yeah. Educate yeah. yourself educate and then yourself. do the do the work. Do it's the all well and good having the education, but if you're not going to do it, you're not going to get anywhere. I think it's a really hard one as well because of obviously the way that society sees sex work yeah. and sex talk like in general. Yeah, like it's sex still going to be yeah. a hard thing for people to digest, which is why like I guess I've always been kind of okay with like partners not being totally honest with their parents about what I do mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stuff like that because it's just like I know that's going to be a really tricky situation. As long as you're proud of me, I'm cool with that. But I don't, like, expect you to, like, fight tooth and nail to help your parents understand why I do what I do. But then um, why why not, though? But but why not? Mm. I I will not settle Mm. for less anymore. Like, my my partner almost um, kind of beat around the bush. He kind of just said, oh, she does social media marketing. That is correct. I do, but <laughs> but my niche is OnlyFans. Yeah. Like I do social media marketing for my fucking nudes. So yeah. tell them that. Like I so, don't I don't want to hide anymore. To be fair, like it does take these people like being like I am actually going to be really proud of this. Mm-hmm. I am going to talk about this, and they are the people that are going to be the game changers and the people changing the conversation. So I guess it is about taking that step yeah. and like, just it's being so like scary, I support though. this. It is very scary. So scary because yeah. also like you don't want to upset them. It's like what you said yesterday, Florence, where um, like our parents they might not like it, but they have to deal with it. They're our parents. They can't change yeah. that. If it's a partner's parents, they might look at look at their their 
their son, their child and be like, why are you with this person? Life could be so much easier without them. Like, oh, I can't wait for you to move on and find somebody like a nice, normal person. And that's that's horrible to think, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. It is. Taylor, you are right. We should be proud. We should be sitting there going like, yeah, I am a sex worker. I am a proud sex worker and I love what I do. And if you don't like that, that's okay. That's on you, but mm. I'm going to be proud of it. And if you want to ask me any questions, if you want me to destigmatize everything that you've learned and that you think about what I do, I am here for it and I'm ready to help and teach. But it's just a tricky, awkward conversation to have that most people don't want to do. But we should we should do those tricky, awkward we conversations. Should. No, we, yeah. we should. It is So it's, it's not our responsibility to take on how someone feels, but I yeah. believe that it is our responsibility to try and educate people. Because mm-hmm. like I said before, how are they going to know if we don't know ourselves and how are they going to know if we can't tell them so how are we supposed to change people's opinion on it if we don't actually have the conversations yeah i hear it all the time like we shouldn't have to educate them it's like well they're not going to fucking educate themselves no because they're going to stay the way that they are yeah i mean it has been it has stayed the way that things have been for centuries for fuck's sake and it's only now really since OnlyFans has come out has this conversation about sex work online sex work lockdown have made it more accessible to understand yes Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the right information out there but so I'm seeing so many more positive articles about sex work yeah uh, rather than it all just being like fucking ridiculous stories about mistresses and sex workers and prostitutes and all this horrible stuff it's just yeah that things are changing for the better but it's gonna be a ride this is this is kind of relevant what do you think about people this is okay this is like people a lot of people have asked me about this creating only fans but they don't want to put their face in it they want it to be like completely anonymous like how do you and then obviously it's really then hard to like give people advice on like yeah I was like you're are you gonna make any money from doing that like I just don't really know but then also it's like that's part of problem as well it's like Mm -hmm. okay I can use this industry I can use this site but I don't want to put my identity on it because I'm actually not okay with what I'm doing deep down yeah I mean I'm gonna put my hands up I used to um I used to be an advocate for anonymous users I used to be like yeah absolutely if you want to be an anonymous creator I can teach you how don't get me wrong I can still teach you how to do it but I don't really agree with it that much anymore um I believe that if you are going to um, be in the industry and you are going to participate and you are going to be um, that the steps that make the industry more known and more accepted, then I think you should take not necessarily the backlash, but you should also be a part of the the bit that is shit, not just the bit that is good. Um, so yeah, I I don't really necessarily agree with anonymous users anymore. But again, SX does teach how to be anonymous and little tips and tricks on how to do it um but it's not something that that i post and and rave about anymore because i don't i don't really agree so taylor would you say it's better to have a niche yeah. only fans yeah yes yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I i think so you wipe out 99 percent of your competition when you have a niche um mm-hmm. if you just go in with just doing a little well I mean you can do a little bit of everything anyway um but if you go in with like a specific thing and this doesn't have to be like a a certain type of content even like people um have a misconception of what a niche is 
you can do all of that type of content but it's more your marketing that's that's yeah. the bit that you need to kind of focus on so when I first started my niche was OnlyFans because no one had it so I was like the OnlyFans girl the OnlyFans bitch that was like my thing the only um, OnlyFans girl yeah. <laughs> so my niche has continued being that um but let's say you like cars for example um if you're like a car person if you take pictures with your cars and kind of have it seductive have a little bit of sexy and sensual and you oh, guys are fucking love that mate they oh, love yeah. it you and need it's to- a huge fetish online right girls revving cars yeah and, and changing gear, downshifting, yeah, all the rest of it. Oh my god, huge! Oh my god. They love that. Having mm-hmm. a niche is is literally as simple as picking a target audience. That's all you're doing. Um, yeah. And if you choose a niche that has more men in it, so let's say for example, football Twitter, um, that is majority is is men, and um, the the girls that are on it. <laughs> are the girls that are um, selling their nudes and they're getting their tits out and they're wearing football tops and looking sexy and that's a niche um, so yeah I would suggest if you have something that you do like um, then definitely go forward with it gaming for example sexy weed gaming smoking. outfit that's but- huge when I was smoking weed I was like I was obsessed with, with girls that were smoking weed and like guys that were smoking weed I was like oh my god such a turn on it's different now I don't smoke weed anymore but you know <laughs> One someday, someday. <laughs> but yeah, literally anything that you're interested in, make it a niche. And as long as you know the majority of the people within that niche are men, then you've got a good target audience. If you're a female and you're going for straight men, obviously this is completely different depending on the gender and what you identify as. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I'm speaking very generally about what what I do and, and my gender. Yeah, I mean that's that's why I created a foot specific OnlyFans because I was on my on, like I have so many foot worshippers and foot lovers because that's what I kind of portrayed when I was on the Babe channel shaking my phone like I'd always have my feet out I loved it and I enjoyed that I got excited by it like my feet are sensitive it turns me on anyway so I was like okay let's let's move into this that's kind of cool especially because it was really exciting talking about something different other than like oh get your tits out love it was like yeah. oh can I see your feet and I was like yeah you fucking can that's cool I love that right so cool and some people fucking hate it like i remember a lot of the girls absolutely hated it they thought it was weird and i was like cool you can think it's weird i'll just like take all the foot people because that's great there's a lot of fucking foot people as well a lot of foot people it's like one of the most common fetishes out there one of the most common um and so obviously with the feet people on my OnlyFans, I was posting pictures of my feet, but also posting normal pictures of me, nudes, whatever. And I would get a real mix of people being like, oh, I don't want to see the feet because it's very Marmite. You either fucking love it or you hate it or it turns into a kink at some point. So I ended up making a foot specific OnlyFans directed at my feet. And yeah, that's that. I mean, it's hard to manage two fucking OnlyFans accounts. Jesus Christ. But at least I'm keeping two sets of people really fucking happy. Um, and I still get to make the foot content, which is really nice. Yeah. I love having my toes sucked. I oh. I love oh. it. I'm actually just like it. touch my feet. Yeah, yeah. I can I, I, I can come like from the bottoms then. of my feet being touched, man. It's just oh. so fucking good. The jealousy. Oh the jealousy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Creaming right now. Mm. <laughs> That's hot. So to kind of like wrap up the podcast, I feel like it would be bad not to talk about what has been happening with OnlyFans in the last month. Obviously, yeah, we've been on a fucking roller coaster of emotions. With I mean, OnlyFans. in the short space of time, right? Like it was like three days of like yeah. OnlyFans is cancelling. We're all fucked. Shutting like, down. Oh, oh yeah. no, it's not. OnlyFans is fine. Yeah. No, I was just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Lol. Joke. Lol. 
<laughs> yeah, BRB. So for, for everyone that doesn't, if you don't know, um, OnlyFans decided that it was going to ban sexually ex- explicit content, which obviously would have, fe- have affected the majority of the people that use OnlyFans. Probably like 99% yeah. of people that do OnlyFans is explicit content. There was a big backlash. Um, yeah, a lot of people huge. were putting their stories out there. And they actually turned around and said actually they were going to try not to do it and they had scrapped their plans to ban the content and hashtag sex work is work so how how did everything um that went on affect you taylor well so because i've been doing it for so long what people don't actually realize is that this type of thing has happened with OnlyFans before um so there was there was like this payment processor that i used to use right near the beginning i was probably like six months into using it and um, they said that they were going under, they were liquidating. Um, and that was really scary because I was like, oh, I've just started. I've just started building my account. It's starting to get better. Um, and yeah, and they couldn't support OnlyFans anymore because of what it was starting gradually to become into. And um, yeah, so this this type of thing has happened. And I I wasn't really affected, I'm going to be honest, because, because I've been through it already, I was like, this is going to blow over like this is going to be okay but I was also aware that there was so many people that were scared that I felt like it was my responsibility to make sure that SX were at the forefront of what was happening so I created videos I posted them all on um Instagram they were all completely free they were you could literally you can still see them now especially for anyone that's integrating still over to another platform um but yeah I I took it upon myself to just kind of research and educate as much as I possibly could just to kind of ease the the pain of what everyone was at that time going through mm. um but I'm not mad I'm not mad at OnlyFans for it I'm like I know that's like an unpopular opinion but I know you guys agree is it, it wasn't necessarily their fault okay it was but indirectly it was their fault um with the not managing the accounts properly and yeah. ne- neglecting their you know what their responsibilities what they were supposed to do on the actual platform um, but I, I don't hate them for it. You can get a redundancy in any job, and this is how I saw it. I just saw it as a redundancy without the compensation. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't think so OnlyFans wanted to. I honestly think no. that arm was twisted. I, what I, kind I of company would be like, yeah, sorry, we want to back out of all of our sex workers, which actually makes us the most fucking money. Yeah, 90% I think of that, our earnings, nah, fuck I it. I don't think they had a choice. And what they did is they probably came up with a fucking expensive deal to try and keep MasterCard in. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I completely, I, I think that's that's what I'm assuming as well. Um, I, I do not think OnlyFans wanted to um, announce what they did announce. Um, and the reason why I think this is because they continuously update their website and mm-hmm. they add features that help sex workers. They, they like everything they do, we were saying earlier, it's so user-friendly. It's so user-friendly because they want it to be for us because yeah. we're making so much money for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would that come, why would a company like that just go, nah, not you. <laughs> we're going to yeah. keep everyone, but not you. It's, yeah. they, they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't do it. Plus, I don't think it was like, a marketing employee either. They're yeah. always so supportive to sex workers as well. Like really I had um, mm. uh, a lot of my photos leaked on Reddit and I contacted support and they they helped me get like everything taken down and everything removed. And like, obviously I had to send them the links of the photos that were, mm-hmm. that were up and like, but it was just so like smooth. Like it wasn't an issue. Like they were just like, cool. Like really sorry that this has happened to you. Like, 
let's sort this out for you. We'll, we'll yeah. figure it out. They even have a whole Twitter for support, for OnlyFans support. I've had so many queries that that will actually be sorted out. They, they cannot be anti-sex worker if they are actively helping us if they're actively trying to make things better for us and they can Mm. see on my fucking twitter that i am a sex worker it is there it is obvious they could choose not to reply to us but they don't their customer service is out there again because we're making them fucking money and they want to keep us yeah absolutely but again this just this goes back to what OnlyFans is about when sex creators are using it so sex creators are using it and they need to treat their customers well OnlyFans have us using it and they treat their customers well. We're their customers. It's mm-hmm. If you compare it, all you're doing is the smaller part of what OnlyFans do for you. And if yeah. you can't see that, how are you supposed to be a successful creator? Exactly. Yeah. Pay it forward. Pay yeah. the kindness forward. That's hot. <laughs> Taylor, thank you so much for giving up all of this time to talk to us today. <laughs> okay. It has been such a pleasure and it's just such an important subject. And thank you for doing yes. what you do with SX Creators as well, because I think it's such an important platform for people to use. Yeah, the fact that you're actually spreading goodness and education for sex workers when a lot of people just want to keep all them secrets to themselves. And it's not about that. It's about elevating other people with your knowledge, which is what Florence and I do with Come Curious. Well, but you've all, done... Sorry, sorry. It's, it's all well and good being able to buy a PDF file that, that they call a book where you can read and learn about OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. But they're not teaching you how to be a creator they're not teaching you the fundamentals of what it means to be in the industry so i really appreciate that i yeah i'm i am obsessed with sx creators i'm so happy i've created it please tell our curious fuckers where they can find you and sx creators so you can find me on my instagram and that is underscore life of taylor or on twitter which is tay ryan official and if you are interested in finding out more about sx creators the instagram account is sx creators or you can go to sxcreators.com and the homepage has a shitload of information for you there Amazing. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on. Um, and of course, if you want to follow what we're doing on Instagram, uh, grab us at Come Curious as well as our personal accounts, Reed Amber X and Florence Bark. And if you love this podcast, please share it. Share it wide with everyone because these are the conversations that we need to normalize. And also leave a rating and a review because it really will help us get into more people's ears. Yeah, baby. We love you all so much. See you next Thursday, right? <laughs> yeah, see you next Thursday. Bye. 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 Crowd Network. A place where you belong. <laughs>